whole thing that was like grinding my gears is just between the comparisons and you know people like nah man like Jay Electronica this and that and I don't know man he had that back and forth with Joe Budden and it's like the idolization of him like it kind of like like threw me for a loop I was like wow man like people really got him like revered off of Exhibit C like (laughs) off of Exhibit C off Exhibit A and then nothing for 10 years he was with the Rothschild lady yeah. And like did nothing, did nothing. Facts, but like, like it's still considered like people. This is a hotly anticipated album. Maybe not for everybody, but like for rap enthusiasts that were fucking with him at the time, mm-hmm. you're now like, oh my god, it's finally happening. Not and just kind of dismiss, not necessarily dismissing. You didn't do shit for ten years, but at the same time, is like forgetting about that. You know, like yeah, for like artists, it's like you know, you're not really setting yourself up for success there. Exactly. Like, and then for like, to me, like the, the whole dismissal of Watch the Throne, like so I, I was reading some of the most outlandish things and, you know, you kind of don't want to get carried away with what you see online and allow that to steer your mental. But it was just like, yeah. yo, are y'all kidding me? Like y'all really comparing yeah, this shit to like one of the a, greatest rap albums? Joint, oh yeah. A, right. An actual joint album versus Hove just probably being like, nah, let me, let me do something real quick. Yeah. Like we talking about like... Was- there was comparisons. People were talking about Ye like actually being on his level, like or like actually trading bars, yeah. going bar for bar. Like Jay Electronica is a revered lyricist. I'm not even gonna sit here and try to question his pen compared to Ye's. But like I feel like I literally listened to the project and and left the project, like not even having to question that. Like yeah. Yo Hove is the better rapper. There's not a question. There's no debate. Yeah. But like Watch the Throne had me questioning. Yo Ye really had him on most of those tracks, or Ye had him. On X, yeah. Y, and Z. Like, Ye was floating on this. Like He was floating a lot. Yeah. And, and like, not to say, like, it just doesn't sound like in past, like, he's giving us crazy bars, but it just, I guess it just doesn't sound like he has the same enthusiasm because yeah, he doesn't have that fire. album exactly. compiled over. Like, it, was it five years? Was it done 10 years ago and just yeah. sat there? And then when they were like, hey, we're going to release this, and they go back and slightly update shit? Like, yeah. what are we looking at here? So it changes it. If it was in one time, Okay, cool. But if it was over like 10 years, there's not too many albums that like sit there in basically uh, creation hell and then come out the other side of that sounding that good. He was good. Welcome to the wonderful podcast known as Touch the City. I am one half of the podcast. I am Swiss Beats, and across the interweb, since we are practicing social distancing, is the good brother. Please introduce yourself. The, the very good brother, Twim, is now live and in person. Well, virtually in person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we out here using Zencaster film mute practicing safe shit because Cuomo told us stay the fuck home. Yes, sir. So we trying to respect that because now I heard they're handing out civil fines for that shit. So yeah. that will not be me. <laughs> yeah, you definitely Cause... don't want to be caught on these streets or, you know, moving around. I think like even today, like I worked from home, for instance, and I was looking on like Google Maps, just like checking the roads, see what the traffic was like. Like, dude, there was no traffic 
on the Belt Parkway outside of one accent <laughs> today, which is insane at all peak hours. Like, they're not playing. So pretty much if yeah. you don't have to be on the road, you should stay your ass home. Stay home. Yes, if sir. If you got food, um, I don't know, get some food. Yeah, get some um, food. That that You can still go to the grocery store. Though, yeah, so. still go to the grocery store. Go get some Chinese, get some pizza. Chinese, some pizza, you know. Yeah, whatever's open in your area. Yeah. Just support local so, businesses. Yeah, so yes, 100% support them local businesses. Don't give your money to Amazon. Please mm-hmm. don't, because if when the economy, no matter how bad it's going to get, they're still going to live through that shit, and oh, all yeah. the small businesses in your area are going to shut down, and you're going to get, like, 80 Starbucks on every corner of your neighborhood, and, like, <laughs> two fucking Just Salads and, like, Chipotle or some shit. And I, do you really want that? Or, yeah. Unless you're trying to go to Poppy at the Bodega and get a bacon, <laughs> egg, and cheese. There you go. No bacon, egg, and cheeses no more. No bacon, egg, and cheese. No bacon, egg, and cheese. You asked out. No chopped cheeses. <laughs> For my people in Manhattan, BX. Oh, man. Get down. Yeah, I don't um, want that. Um, so let's get into what we're going to talk about today. Uh, we had briefly touched on it in the prior podcast during one of our conversations. And I feel like it is the perfect time, or we both feel like it is the perfect time to discuss it. Um, so the umbrella topic will be mental health. But I think specifically we want to approach it from some different angles. So let's get into it. So we're in the age of hyperconnectivity. And what I mean by that is, you know, there are multiple ways to stay connected with somebody other than just talking to them on the phone or texting them. You have Instagram, you got Twitter, you got Facebook, you got Zencaster, you got, um, hell, even YouTube, if you yeah. wanted to subscribe yeah, to somebody tons of and tons of methods. And so what you're left with is how the world has changed by that and what that can do to you mentally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think we both have experienced things from seeing so much from people that, you know, it starts to impact us. And so how do you, what are, you know... When it comes to, you know, how it, what, what's probably, I guess, like the worst way in which it's affected you? Because um, I think we have two different answers for that. Yeah, like, I think we definitely have, like, different, I think overall, like, our mental health, well, it's, it, it's just like you said, it's an umbrella. Like, you know what I mean? Everybody experiences it in different ways. I think the way social media in general and, you know, the boom of the social media age has affected me is... Uh, social media essentially like it puts an unnecessary pressure on you like to produce and essentially create things sometimes that you may not necessarily wholeheartedly feel that you need to do um like whether it's you know you look at instagram for instance instagram Mm -hmm. you know you have to post these photos and people are posting tons of photos and photographers are tagging this much and you have to like um you know metric that pretty much puts everybody against each other you know people are competing for likes that's pretty much yeah. essentially oh, instagram yeah, for sure um you know like that essentially will drive you crazy over time i know me myself like i know for instance i take some pretty solid shots and that's not me toting tooting my own horn that's just what i've been told through time everybody has told me that hey you're a great photographer you do some great portrait work you know, have you ever thought about taking this serious X, Y, and Z? Like that is what I get from day to day. Yeah, yeah. You got enough forever. validation in real life to know, like, okay, I'm I'm doing this thing. Exactly. You know, and you you know, and I'm not saying that necessarily means okay. You know, you deserve to be compared. Like, you know, if you're a painter, you deserve to be compared to fucking 
you know, any painting you create is is compared to the Mona Lisa. Like that's not necessarily how right. your validation needs to work as well. But you know, you understand when sometimes there almost appears to be what like I feel like can be like a, a block, like a block out. Like whether it just feels like, you know, like obviously the machine playing against you, the algorithm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you can't get your your content or your information to circulate maybe the way that you might want it to. Or right. it's just the corny block out that comes from human nature. Like people not necessarily wanting to support each other for mm-hmm. the 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 simple um, notion of competition. You understand? So, yeah. like, I know if I'm posting something and I, I see a great picture, personally, me, myself, and my person is going to go ahead and say, hey, you know what? That's a great photo. I'm going to go ahead and like it. You know, yeah. I know somebody else corny, like that will literally say, you know what, that's a great photo. I ain't liking it though. Cause that, you know, I, I, I gotta curate my <laughs> Yo, likes. I gotta, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just very strange, odd ways and odd behaviors um, on how people <laughs> choose to utilize, you know, yeah. like so they're just like they're, they're, I don't even know what the exact word is, but like, cause I don't want to say it's their support or their, their, you know, their power, but it is their power, you know, their, their ability yeah. to, to make a decision, to, to make a change. Like you choosing to support me is a very, very important thing. Like yeah. that thing could change, you know, how my work flows on the metric, uh, like as far as the whole algorithm goes, you know, the amount of clicks is getting within a certain time frame. you know, yeah. how new it is when it was posted versus a competition. Like, yeah, it, like the, 2020 is really insane. Like the social media 2020 yeah. is really it's math. It's not it's like crazy. yeah, like so when you consider that and then you you know you still consider human nature that you got to go up against, it really becomes like a really maddening experience. Like I really struggle with open Instagram, I'll be honest. That's why you'll yeah. catch me 24/7 on Twitter. I'm firing off my tweets. I don't give a damn cuz that's just where I'm at. It's a different world in there. Yeah, it's a different world. Well, and honestly, it does feel like the news. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I'm going to let you kind of go ahead and, and, and um, get your points off. What do you think about... Like, you know? in, in the vein that you're currently discussing about it, I feel like um, what it does is just, like, make... Well, of course, what's the saying? Uh, comparison is the thief of joy. But, like, what it does mm-hmm. is, like, constantly put you up against somebody else. It's almost like it... it it simultaneously might inspire people because they're, you know, in your case, you're on Instagram, boom, you see other photographers, you know, dropping pictures. You're like, oh, that's hot. You feel as the need to level up. But then simultaneously, it also makes you feel like because you're seeing content so often, it makes you feel like anytime you're not doing it, you're guilty for not doing it, that you have to dedicate or you have to spend more time doing it because you're constantly seeing it. But mm. I think like the biggest takeaway is that you know, when we think about all these factors, especially in as creatives trying to explore and use these avenues to 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 get our message out there, whatever form that takes, but it creates, you know, you have to realize that it's it's curated content. Like everything someone is putting up there is because they want to put it up there. So mm-hmm. it doesn't show all the time how many pictures they took before they got that one good shot. You don't know if they got a, a thousand, two thousand pictures. They stepped out there for two weeks every day trying to get that shot. Finally got it, but you see it yeah, that one time and all you're thinking of is, holy shit, that's good, but you don't necessarily get to see the work behind it. Or when you see something, somebody looks good, you don't know if that's not what's really going on behind the, you know, closed doors. Like mm-hmm. there's a bunch of different people that, you know, put stuff out there, you know, they create an image, but they're not living that image that they've created. And, you know, of course we... 
you know, celebrities and whatnot that do that and stuff like that. And so it makes this, you know, it, you're, it makes people feel like they're not doing enough, but in reality, that person isn't necessarily doing that either. So mm-hmm. you're, you're almost chasing an image that's not there. You know, you're chasing a phantom of some lifestyle or some skill that might ne- necessarily be there, not realizing that you're actually closer to that than you may realize, but that curated image just feels that much more unattainable to you. Yeah, no, I entirely agree. Like, it's, it's that whole idea of curating an image. And even me, myself, like, I try to do my best to not curate images. Um, like, you know, I don't want to go ahead and create something for for everybody to think that, oh, this is what Tenny's doing or, like, this is how he does his things. Like, no, nah, like, bro, when I take a picture or when I'm posting something on my Instagram story, like, it's a very down-to-earth, it seems almost like a Snapchat era. Yo, he, it, this is a college kid just doing his thing in, in his day-to-day yeah. life. Like, you know, and, you know, not even necessarily, like, to my Instagram post, but my Instagram post, like, to me, which I consider my professional work, like, like that stuff is really just, okay, like, those are moments from my life. Like, this is moments where I was or where I was at or, you know, how I was feeling or, like, this is just a, a, a little piece of, you know, what my mind is like or what I'm feeling like, like, when mm-hmm. when I'm at these these places or with these people or, you know, experiencing these things. And I just think that, you know, you, the, just the the idea of the curated image, it really has like in a way killed social media because social media it yeah. is a massive competition now. It's not even that I honestly don't think you really should use it unless you you really have means to try and do something positive with it. Just because like it's that, that it's that crazy, right? Yeah, now. it you really know? is like that crazy. Yeah, and like, you know, there's so many people that are use it for natural purposes and not necessarily to artificially inflate themselves or do mm-hmm. whatever with Instagram that are just making posts. Yeah, and even then, now you, I'm sure you know somebody or seen comments like this person doing their thing, and somebody's like, "Oh my god, why would you do that?" Or "Ha ha," like making mm-hmm. fun of them. But because how how you know the serious lengths that people go to to curate that image, and then somebody doesn't adhere to that, and you know they're getting lit up for that. When in reality, like this person's just living their life; they don't give a damn what they put on Instagram. And yeah, I, you know, I commend that sometimes. Yeah, no, you know, we're always so obsessed with, "Oh my god, this person posts that on Instagram." Yeah, no, oh, you know, man, of course. Absolute. Obviously, I'm not. uh, The things I'm excluding are like fucking like shot somebody. I was like, I'm putting this shit on Instagram. I'm not gonna ever defend that. (laughs) Yo, no, somebody would take this shit out of context. So I gotta put this that disclaimer out there. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, like some of the stuff, like I man, hats off, hats off. I think I just have too much respect. I don't even know if it's for myself. I know if. Man, I, I don't even know if I should <laughs> say, say this that. on a podcast. I should, you know, man, sometimes there's a ledge, man, that you got to just walk yourself yeah. to. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, man, nah, I don't know if I can say this right now. <laughs> no, seriously, I mean, if, if I'm being entirely transparent, I mean, th- there's like so many times where it's like, you know, you hit that wall and you're like, man, should I post this? Or, you know, shit, if I was doing this, like, I know I can get the engagement I want or there's a yeah. chance that I could do this. Like, you know, people know this about me and know I'm so lit behind the scenes or this is how I move. Like, you know, like, I just think overall, like, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, you, you kind of like have to pick your poisons because how do you view the people that do do it? You know what I mean? And the, the people that are making a killing or making a living off of being yeah. that transparent, you know, it, it takes a toll on them. Like when you really yeah. go ahead and take a look at you're like their mental, and... yeah, their mental yeah. situation, forget about it, is sometimes 
tremendously worse than whatever we think. And it's like both ways are not necessarily right or wrong on how to use social media, clearly. But mm-hmm. you you brought up two different points of how both of those things can affect your mental health in completely different ways. You're trying to curate an image. Now you're obsessed because you're trying to cover up, you know, possible insecurities or something, but you have to uh-huh. work. And basically not you have to be somebody that you're not in order to keep pushing that image and so if you post in a lot of club pics now you're and you might be obsessed with instagram you might start going to the club more purely to get those pics to show like oh, exactly look, I'm out here spending that money myriad, yeah now you're dealing with a myriad of other problems in because of that and then on the other side like you said being transparent now you're wearing your heart on your sleeve and now you got a bunch of fucking random strangers intruding on your life for you know like commenting crazy shit like, exactly oh. so now you know you're inviting people to know a little the more intimate moments in your life which might complicate it but then at the same time distancing yourself from those people by making basically a whole nother persona doesn't bode well either and so but because you have people that have achieved success at both of those lanes you're now given People who are trying to emulate that, but not necessarily knowing how to navigate that, not knowing like why that person's famous and why they're still famous because, you know, either unfortunately they're taking a bunch of drugs to deal with it Mm -hmm. or they're getting the help necessary to continue and deal with those problems as they come along. No, yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's just really that that's that um, the, the balancing act that that comes with this whole thing, you know, and even this to some degree, you know, when we go ahead and we're being vocal and we're going ahead and being transparent about our lives, we're giving people a means to go ahead and critique us about what we're saying about yeah. how we feel, you know, it's really alleged that, you know, you have to be willing to do, uh, willing to, to get to or go and walk to, you know, to just really, you know, I guess, I don't know, either A, be happy, you know, with yourself, because, you know, you it, it kind of plays into me, like, personally, the greater mm-hmm. scheme of life. Like, you know, you don't, and it plays into our last podcast. You know, when I asked you the question, hey, you know, by the age of 50, you know, what do you want to be able to look back and say? You don't want to mm-hmm. have those regrets that, hey, you know, I was scared to launch a podcast because of the fact that, you know, I, I was scared that people were going to critique what I say. I don't give a fuck personally. I'll be honest. Like, to me, it really mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Like, you know, I'm, I'm honestly at the age and I'm at the point of my life where, you know, I'm going to be vocal on my opinions. I'm going to have my opinion. And if people want to critique it, you know, they want to say what they want to say or, you know, have their opinion, that's fine. And I respect it. Honestly, go ahead and post it. You know, to me, I salute you and I can talk wholeheartedly respect it. I actually commend it and I would engage with it. But, you know, I don't want to have to look back on my life and say, man, damn, I just held my lip my whole life and I just, you know, was quiet. And, you know, I didn't give myself a chance because for all I know, a lot of people resonate with what I'm saying. And, you know, yeah. after our last episode, I don't want to go and, you know, reveal to anybody personally, but a lot of people were messaging me saying, hey, you know, bro, you know, bro, you're a lot of your points on the mental health, a lot of what you and Justice were saying, yo, it really hit me in my soul. It resonated yeah. with what I was, you know, I feel. So, you know, I know I'm speaking to, you know, at least someone, somebody's listening, somebody yeah. understands what I'm saying. And, you know, you know, shout outs to everybody that, that feels this way. And I think, you know, like, and to, yeah, to basically piggyback off of that, like that transparency um, in our regard is what you decided to do. You know, we mm-hmm. decided to do this for our image. And even if we're not necessarily trying to promote an image, everything that you're doing still is an image. That decision to say, I'm just going to be who I am yeah. is an image, unfortunately, whether you wanted it to be or not. And because of that, people, you know, when it comes to social media, 
have this weird obsession to feel like it's their right to start commenting on crazy shit unprovoked. Like I didn't invite you into this conversation, even though despite I'm speaking on it publicly, but people mm-hmm. start fucking, you know, start, you know, messaging you about random opinions you have at any point in time. Like, you know, you oh, don't believe so-and-so and you're like, what, where did you come from? That's a well, whole nother thing <laughs> about it on a public forum and you were transparent about it. Now, like you're starting to receive a bunch of stuff. And I'm not saying it's going to always be that negative reception, but it's still like now, again, you're inviting a portion. And of course, you know, there's some distancing you can do to let that roll off, maybe not be as plugged in. But at the same time, like depending on your level of success, like it's that transparency will reach you in some way, shape or form. Exactly. No, and it's so it's just it's such a, a wild thing to navigate, basically, in that regard. Yeah, no, it, you know, it's, and it, it's, you know, it, it comes with it. And I think, you know, with time, it gets better. Like for me, it started with the photography, you know, or actually, I, I won't even say it started with the photography. It, it started with, honestly, realistically for us, I, I would have to say me growing up at 13, you know, if I'm on MySpace and I'm posting pictures and things like that, you know, you have the competition as kids growing up, you know, whether it's childish yeah. or not, but kids, you know, can be very, very malicious to each other. Let's not sit here oh. and try to like you know tippy toe around anything yeah, like that come so on, man. kids are fucking kids suck yeah like, they really 12, do suck 13 year old middle schoolers are such assholes <laughs> yeah no they really do suck when you sit back and think about it and it's like <laughs> like some of the stuff that was said on those platforms and the competition that you had to go through it's really mentally tough like when you really really sit back and think about it and when you age all the way up to now like you really are at a point where it's just kind of like i like you know i don't give a damn like and, you know, it, like you got to like just really wear tough skin and just be ready to accept what comes with it. Yeah, because, um, yeah, that's it, because you never know. And anytime you make that decision, you just got to live with it. Or if you're not going to live with it, then unfortunately, you know, you might be pressed to step away from it. Um, but yeah. t- I guess to I wanted to, to touch on something else about uh, still the mental health and social media, but just like other aspects of it. Um mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of correlate to maybe not necessarily like a follower count or, you know, how people are necessarily hating on each other, but I would just say like the frequency of information. Oh, that's actually a very good point. Whether or not you're you're, uh, seeing a bunch of pictures or something, there's just so much information all the time. And especially on Twitter because it's a a blog format or mini blog format as they like to call it. Mm -hmm. So like you're seeing a bunch of articles, you're seeing X, Y, and Z. And that frequency of information is just it's such a wide berth of what it does to you, because if it's, you know, you know, we got coronavirus, we got COVID-19 going around. So you're just seeing such a crazy abundance, like a tidal wave of information Information. all the time about this Mm. grim situation that we're all fucking dealing with. Mm. I hate to use the term, but it's like it's a combination of reality. But then it's also a combination of fake news. Like there's really this notion of fake news that really goes on. Like you don't know what to discern from now. Like you can't turn on the television. It's not necessarily your true source. Same thing with your online articles. So it's kind of like you really have to have. Um, level-headed sources that are close to situations or at right. least, you know, r- relatively in remote areas that could kind of give you that information. I, I didn't mean to and, cut you off. No, no, no. And to, to say that, you got to check your sources because when you're dealing with like a, a situation that I'm talking about that we're dealing with right now, that mm-hmm. frequency of information also comes with misinformation, a high chance of a bunch of craziness going around and people just spreading more rumors. And so this is something that 
is almost exclusive to this because hearsay and rumors would be through word of mouth. But now you're having places where the information that we look for primarily comes from Twitter or the any sort of Reddit or something like that. The information comes from there. So now you have places that are concerned with who gets to that information first. And they don't necessarily always ask whether that information is right. So you're getting people jumping to say, oh, I tweeted this out first. Boom, I got the first scoop on it. But that doesn't mean it was right. Like, mm-hmm. when, remember, TMZ fucking broke the news that Kobe Fucking died in Kobe a helicopter died. crash. I was just thinking Bef- before his family, family was, was properly informed. notified, before they were informed. Rest in peace, so Kobe had, Bryant. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. We love you, Bean. Love you, you got bro. crazy shit like this, where you have information that is just coming out, and there it's you know people are fighting to break through that that sea of information by being the first to report. And so you got damaging shit like this. And so imagine. You're that fucking family, and you're just scrolling. You're you're Natalia, which I think is his oldest daughter, mm-hmm. scrolling on Twitter, blah da da, and you see that shit, and you're like, oh, yeah, what? she probably and had an asthma you, attack, man. Probably, she, yeah, she yeah, had that immediately. She had a panic attack, and yeah. I don't even know if that's fucking true. Oh my, <laughs> like, hey, oh, oh my god, it's insane, bro. It is insane so when you think about you it. You have this sea of information where not all of it is real information, and so we're dealing with a pandemic at a level that we've never dealt with before. That's going to change this country. That we're not necessarily when we're when we're on the other side of this crazy shit, we don't know what the fuck that's gonna look like. Mm-hmm. So you having this misinformation at this level is just further panic. And you can't have that type of fucking panic going around. So mm-hmm. there's different ways where that sea of information hits you on Twitter. It makes me feel like the fucking world is the worst place on earth. And while I normally think that, but <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to stay. I'm, you know, nah, that's a, the most part, pretty fucking pessimistic. I'm in, a, but, I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement. But it, bro. it makes it even worse because now you're like, oh, you just see, you know, a story about another person has it, another person died from it, or people not adhering to social distancing, and now you're like, bro, like now we're gonna be in this shit another three months because your dumbass went out, got it, infected a hundred people because your ass decided to go play basketball, and then some crazy shit after. Now it balloons to another thousand cases, another three hundred people dead or some crazy number like that so all of this shit going around you know it just it just can exacerbate something that you're already feeling because it's like in a way a confirmation bias like you're seeing a bunch of terrible shit happen and you already believe terrible things happen and so it's just you know a match made in hell apparently and it, it just balloons out of control so that see information can affect you in completely different ways like for me it, it makes me feel that way and so you can have information at the same time where things look good and that's not necessarily what the hell's going on Mm. No, so yeah, ha- yeah, yeah. No, I'm no, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, yo, I could honestly everything you said. I mean, I I'm in a hundred percent, you know, resonate. I, I can hundred percent resonate with it. It's just, it's completely insane when you really just think about how much information. And I mean, it starts from you know dating way back to the the birth of the internet era. Like some of the craziest conspiracy theories, if you oh, think about man. it, that we used to hear Ooh. about coming up in the days, like whether it big was religious Yo, and to be satanic so worship to oh, 2012 fucking end of the world the scenarios. Illuminati like, videos with Jay-Z, oh, Rihanna. Bro, like, I couldn't listen to Jay-Z for all of Blueprint 3 year, pretty oh. much, because I really thought <laughs> oh. that I was going to get possessed. Like there was just oh. some realistic... <laughs> 
issues with the internet and the abundance of information that's allowed on it. And that's why, you know, like I hate to go there, but you know, and I hate to even sound it because I'm just not a political guy at all. But when you look at countries like China, that's the reason why they, I mean, not necessarily, but when they restrict what the hell you can look up online, you kind of understand why, because you can really go mad online. Like when you really like, I'm, go- su- I'm sure their reason is more to limit no, yeah, it's, it, freedom of information. Yeah, it's more freedom, you know, obviously, yeah. I'm, I'm more of like trolling here, guys. Please do not right. salute like, you know, everything that's going on there in China with restricting information for political oh, reasons. Man. But, you know, um, obviously for the- It's like the, a mother. It's like a mother. You know, yeah. mother, when your mom, when you were younger, you would, you, you couldn't watch certain TV shows. Exactly. Don't want certain TV channels. Now this is how parents have to approach this. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but you know, I I can't let you do this or you can't look at this because yeah. that opens up a myriad. Like it's the crazy thing too. I guess is the next thing to discuss is the accessibility of everything now yeah. through the internet. Tw- accessibility information. Twenty four seven. You think about it. Like even kids now, they're gonna just have immediate access to the internet at all times, unless you're gonna be that parent or that person. You know, even with yourself, like where you, you know, now like obviously with the newest software updates and the, the tools that allow you to pretty much, um, you know, put limits on how much you're accessing the um your your phone or you know your screen time and things like that. Like you yeah. really just have unlimited access to information. Yeah, and it's like so because of that, like. That, like, for a kid, for an example, um, imagine they ask their mother a question like, oh, mommy, what's an orgasm or some crazy <laughs> shit? And she says, uh, I can't really tell you that. That child goes and Googles it, loses their fucking mind, mm-hmm. you know, not literally, but like, you know, this, your, that accessibility information came much earlier than your brain was able to anticipate. Forget so that. Forget, that about, forget about it, man. So, you know, it, like that accessibility information could be like extremely de- like it's it's extremely helpful. Like that's the thing. A lot of what I'm talking about is like uh, a duality. It's a double edged sword. Like when yeah. I earlier when I was saying like the sea of information, it could be a lot of good information or something's happening and you need up to date information on it, like a hurricane or some shit going on, like a, a mass shooting. You're getting that information all the time so you can stay ahead of a lot of what's going on and, you know, keep people safe or keep people in the loop. But again, mm. there's always like a, a negative side to this. So yeah, accessibility information is incredible because if I want to learn anything, I'm I could learn the shit pretty much, mm-hmm. you know, or at least become a beginner at it or something. But at the same time, being able to access some information like that and um, yeah, I, I was I have another point, but you know that might be a little too much. No, no, I mean you. I think you obviously hit the nail on the head. Like when you really sit back and think about it, it's just. It's too much information. Like when I think about my, me myself as a kid growing up, right? Like the the thing is, like I felt like my information was really limited. Although we had the internet, for yeah. some reason my mental wasn't yo Google on the internet the actual issues that were going on because we didn't really have booming social media like you do nowadays, where yeah. there's kind of like central hubs and locations for where you can kind of get all the information you need. So yeah. like you know my my biggest fear growing up, I'm not gonna lie, as a kid was uh weather storms like when the weather yeah. was really really bad i really thought the world was ending like that was like <laughs> one of the most terrifying things that so like you know one of the biggest scariest sites in the world for me was actually weather.com like you go to weather.com you see the radar you know you see like that see, site yo, is a, that they, they're fear mong- oh my god they're fear mongering on that site they really really are when if you're scared of that stuff like, yo, I used to be terrified that even my younger brother, yo, we used to be looking because you go on weather.com, you see all the red stuff saying bad like that. 
like lightning is gonna kill everything in this area. Like, <laughs> yeah, all right. And then, like, and then you go be like the lightning. Please stay indoors. <laughs> You're thinking that shit is gonna look like the speed force opened up and mad thunderbolts coming out of nowhere. Son, and then you run outside, and then you look upside in the sky, and you see crackling in the sky, <laughs> and and you hear lightning hitting in Toad Hill, that's less than ten <laughs> minutes from your home. Like, bro, it's crazy. Like. When you really sit back and think about the fear mongering tactics and then just like in general, what kids are going to have to deal with. Like, yeah. they, like they're making jokes right now on Twitter, like, oh, the coronavirus ger- generation of kids. I really feel bad for these kids. I'm not going front. Yeah. You know, it's typically fuck them kids, but nah, like I actually feel bad for these kids right now because it's like they're really going to have to go through some true fear That's, right now. You know, they're yeah, not going like- to. There's so much shit. Like, I feel like, uh, not to sidetrack too much, but like it, at our age, I feel like we've lived a thousand lifetimes, but it feels like every generation, you know, the generations preceding us mm-hmm. are going to feel that a thousand tenfold. Like I think of being born in 2000 and like the shit that you've gone through. Yeah. You didn't necessarily experience nine 11 per se, but you experienced, you know, um, the first black president seeing Trump, mm-hmm. uh, the, the slew of school shootings, uh, mm-hmm. slew of, uh, um, police brutality, like the slew of so much craziness. Now a pandemic, all before you're an adult and like there has to be some sort of thing and imagine you know you're dealing with all these school shootings and then you're going to middle school or high school and you're dealing with having to do all of these drills for a school shooter like look at how the world has changed but also like how it affects these kids and then having to deal with the slew of misinformation or the accessibility to any type of information like if you wanted to and some kid was trying to play a prank and be like, oh, oh, you could take a look and find the pictures of all the people that died. And then a kid goes and finds those fucking pictures because somebody put it on the damn internet. Now that child child is scarred for life looking at some gruesome pictures or some crazy shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I mean, <laughs> I, I've I've even had that this shit happen to me before. Like, you know, you see like crazy pictures, like some of those crazy pictures and, and footage that you'll see in Mexico of like fucking cartel slings or, you know, crazy things like that. Like it's just so much information, man. It's it's so damaging. Like when you really, really think about it, you don't know what to believe. Is this the actual number of coronavirus people that are affected in New York, or is it not? Is it the person that's next door to you? Is it not? Is it viral or airborne? Is it not? You know what I mean? Like it's just, you, you know, you don't really know what to trust anymore. You you kind of just have to have your own ideas, your own ideologies, your own beliefs, yeah. and you know, you apply that to what you want to absorb from what you read. You know what I mean? Right. And, you know, you just want to make sure as, you know, best to your knowledge that the sources that you're pulling your information from are accurate. Are reputable. Yeah, or reputable, yeah. To piggyback off of that, but also say on the other end of that spectrum is to keep an open mind of where, you know, if you have trusted sources and they necessarily put some information out there. Like, don't be afraid to find another source just to verify that. Just mm-hmm. because, you know, you found trusted sources, like, again, they might not be up to date on everything that's going on. So you never know at any point in time if somebody's just, you know, pushing some agenda or some crazy shit of whatever. I don't know. They got paid to say something about whatever. I don't know. But just always double, triple check and then look at whatever information is going on from a bunch of different angles, just find like multiple sources about everything. Because even if one person's saying it, that might not be everything that's going on, you know, or it might be the wrong thing. It might be, okay, 
uh, 10,000 people have coronavirus and then they say 3,000 people died. And so you're thinking, holy shit, out of those 10,000 people, 3,000 people died. That sounds crazy. But mm-hmm. instead, they could have that could have been the number for people who have died worldwide. But you just assumed it was New York because of how they wrote it. So now you're, you know, you're playing with information and you're just, you know, changing it up to, again, create an image or curate an image, as we said earlier. Unfortunately, that image now is instead to spread fear. Oh, my God, bro. As we speak, I literally just seen this article show up on my screen. Staten Island reaches highest rate of confirmed coronaviruses cases in the city. Confirmed coronavirus cases. Oh, my God. 174.3 of every 100,000 Staten like. You know, do I believe it? SILive.com, is it reputable? I mean, it's solid. It, it, you know, it's solid. I'm not going to lie, you know, for the most part. And, 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 you know, all of a sudden, boom, we're the, the, the most affected. What happened to New Rochelle? Like, you know, yeah. oh, my I thought God. Brooklyn, we got like, last I saw, we had a thousand cases here alone. Yeah, like this is the shit that I'm talking about. So, you know, you just really get to a point where it's like, all right, you know, Staten Island is the most affected place. Do I leave my house? Like, you know, like, and it really, you know, I don't even want to start to jump on the coronavirus conversation. That's another point part of the podcast. Yeah. But, you know, this amount of just information is just so damaging. It, it affects just day to day how you're going to be able to move, how you're going to be able to just, you know, get up, you know, the amount of motivation you might have to just handle your day to day task. You know, it's, you know, it really plays on your anxiety. And I, I battle with heavy anxiety and depression. Yeah. Well, a lot I, I don't of want to say heavy. De- you know, I know everybody, a lot, a lot of people yeah. do. And, you know, a lot of people definitely battle with that anxiety. I don't want to say I necessarily battle with serious depression. But, mm-hmm. you know, I know, like, it can get to that point, though, where it's like, damn, like, you know, you find yourself, you'll look, it was a Friday, and then all of a sudden, it's a Monday, you didn't do nothing but eat, chill all weekend, you know, maybe kill, chill back, smoke hookah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just, like, not yeah. really be doing nothing, like, like, that's crazy, like, when you really think about it, that the effect that this stuff, the internet, can have on your physical person, it's just, yeah. it's unbelievable. Like for like I yeah now that we're you know discussing that like for me like all of these things either exacerbate my anxiety or, or put me in such a massive depressive episode because again it could either Im- improve your mood and and I think the biggest thing is like we're all forgetting like the internet is a microcosm of the world you know it is people with these actual opinions putting them out on the internet so mm-hmm. you actually are having conversations and talking to people and so when you hear some shit or you know you're actually plugged in with the rest of the world whether you know want to admit it or not or say oh it's just twitter people have gotten fired because of shit and so it's not just twitter all the time it's whatever you put into it and for some people they're actually putting things into it because they either trying to make the world a better place or using it to help their professional self or whatever it is they're doing. You know, there's a lot of people that are actually putting them true selves out on there. So it is, you have to take a step back and realize like it is, you know, a fraction of the real world that's interacting on it. So when you're dealing with things and seeing crazy shit or seeing people with like crazy opinions about, you know, in particular coronavirus, thinking this shit ain't a, you know, is a big deal or not a big deal. And, you know, want to go fucking, I don't know, do whatever, have friends in some house party or some crazy shit. And, you know, you see that shit and you're like, well, I have no hope. And so, look, Mm -hmm. that's one example of just me scrolling on the timeline. And so, like, sometimes for me that I just got to unplug. Like, of course, Mm -hmm. I I encourage everybody to do that, to just take a step away from it. Very, very healthy. You know, like, again, and and you come to find out, like, both good and bad when you unplug and you maybe have some of those same conversations that you might be having on the Internet, you realize 
nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about or nobody's having these conversations. And so that's both good and bad where you're like, okay, this, these people aren't having this because all right, that means people on the internet are being dumb or it's, you should be having these conversations, but people are too caught up in the wrong thing. And so sometimes it is real life, but you have to remember it's not everybody. So more often than not in your day to day, those conversations that you have online don't necessarily happen in real life. Yeah, no, that, and that's, you know, absolutely a fact, you know, that's absolutely a fact when you really sit back and think about it. Man, I'm still tripping over this coronavirus shit, man. I'm reading this article, man, 820-something affected on Staten Island. Are yeah, you kidding not, me? Man. This little island? Oh, bro, pray <laughs> for us. Pray for us. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, pray for us. Nah, we, I mean, we'll be high, you know. I'm not going to be that negative, man. Coronavirus but, update. You know, Damn, past nah. 12,099 deaths. Yeah, nah, Yo, motherfuckers, stay bro. home. This shit is yeah. not a joke. Stay and I'm, home, so, I'm getting son. more and more fed the fuck up yeah. with people not taking this shit seriously. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I, I honestly believe, like, the general populace <laughs> believes, like, give it another... <laughs> two weeks to a month and we'll be fine no mm -hmm. this is gonna be like eight to 12 months yeah the economy no, is, is horrible bad, right man. now we, we have republicans taking the i'm not to get too political but we have republics taking a socialist idea of universal basic income and mm -hmm. actually considering it because if not the economy will literally collapse halt. will yeah. collapse and grind to a halt. so they're oh considering giving people free untaxed money and say, please spend this so that we can keep this shit going. Yeah, That's crazy. Like, that's we're reaching things that we have no idea, and we're not doing enough. And when people are not staying the fuck home, you're, you, this shit is going to get that much more worse. Like, you know, people think, like, we're getting towards the peak. We're nowhere close to the peak. We got, like, another month or two based on average estimates that by May or June we'll be in the thick of this. And uh -huh. nationally, some of the projections are we might be looking at 50% of the entire United States population possibly could have it. Actually, I think the numbers are close to like 38 to 42, which is still like 100 and something million people you're talking about having this fucking virus. And that's on the casual end. And then you're talking about, like Cornwall said, in New York City, you might be looking at 80% people uh -huh. would be like the highest estimates. 80%? 80 per fucking percent when you really said like 80 6 million people oh my god son yo you know how lucky you have to be to not be in that 80 percent like yo son, what son i'm really freaking out when you really sit back and think about these numbers like this is really this is so in our face like you know i can only laugh at it because i can like that's what black people do we laugh through our trauma. <laughs> yeah. We really, really do because Niggas like this just is laugh nothing. through this shit, bro. Because you know well, I ain't about to despair. Like I definitely what ain't about I to, to despair. Do? Yell at people down the fucking street? No. Like <laughs> you just gotta do your part. Just have social responsibility. People and you got mad people that are just sitting there like, all right, well, it's not gonna affect me. Well, it ain't about you. It's yeah. about you say that it's the older people or willy-nilly, and then you go see your grandma or grandpa. Now they're dead because they're they your dead. dumb ass showed up in their crib, not knowing you had it because you could be asymptomatic, shake their hand, give them a kiss, boom. And now mm. you're crying sitting there, not to be rude, but you're Now you're mourning on a video call fucking eulogy. You, can, you can't even be there. They have to die alone because they need to be quarantined. It's insane, That's bro. That's crazy to me. Imagine having some underlying health condition, you're in the hospital, boom. And you gotta it's, die alone because they're like, well, sorry, we can't risk contamination. That's fucked up, so please, That's really think, crazy. Of, think of that. 
Think yeah. of that every time you step up out the crib for a non-essential reason. Yeah, no, like really, really think about it. Like me, I've pretty much essentially limited. Like I, I'm not gonna sit here and lie to anybody. I've been outside the home, but I haven't literally contacted. You can anybody. be outside the crib. You yeah. just stay six feet away from, from another everybody. <laughs> like, don't <laughs> be like these idiots that they're calling millennials. And I just want to be honest. Like a, a lot of this generation ain't millennials. Man. We can't just cup everybody Z, millennials. Man, that's these dudes Z. that are 20 and 18, 19. It's because you know yeah, if you're no, over 21, you're not really in Miami. Like. Like kids that are twenty one, not really in Miami. Cause you got bills Part, to pay. You got bills to pay. You know, you probably on vacation in a nice getaway. You want to actually relax. Actual yeah. adults are relaxing. Young adults are relaxing. Like that's actually a thing. So when yeah. you look at these idiots in Miami that are on the beaches talking about YOLO, this and that, and the third, and oh, you know, we we we've been waiting two months to to hit the spring break, brah. Like, yo, come on, get the fuck out of here. Dude, we're going to have a killer time. And <laughs> like, just like the coronavirus, like, it's all right. I, if I get it, it's not a big deal. It's not you a know, big we're deal. All here, like, we're all young. Yeah. <laughs> like, like my here. immune system is working, right? Like, you know, yeah. I, two apples a day, keep the doctor Dude, I away. Drink four yerba mates every day. Like, yeah. I'm good. I'm, I'm good, bro. <laughs> white claw, everything. Uh, you know, like, yeah. so I don't even sit here and yeah. get into that, man. Like, come <laughs> yeah. on, man. But so it's just like, people. yo, you, you got to be so inconsiderate and they're just idiots. Like they really, really are. Like when you really yeah. sit back and think about it, you know, those people like, you, it's come on, stay home. Let's just get through this so we can just get back to business and back to right. like the faster and longer you stay in your home. Of course, I understand people have jobs. Please. I'm not talking about that. The faster you stay your asses indoors and limit that and, and limit the time you are outside. Like you said, the faster you actually can go back outside. Mm-hmm. Look at China. Because- like, look at how many domestic cases. They're getting, like, we're talking, like, people, fit anybody who doesn't understand when you think about China, like, China is massive, bro. They're talking about as a country day by day. And, you know, I don't know how accurate this is. This is a conversation about information as well. I don't even want to go back into that because that shit drives me as insane as just wanting to believe. You know, you got to have yeah. some faith, some hope. So they're currently, saying they're not, they're sorry, not getting continue. any domestic cases. I'm sorry. No, you, you could pretty much jump in no. right after this. Okay, but they're not so, getting any cases day by day, according to what I'm hearing. And think of that. When you think about China, it currently has around 1.3 billion people. Mm-hmm. And they were able to do that. And so not to get too a political, I keep saying that, but I'm, I'm, I'm somebody. It's an unfortunate time, unfortunate. So fucking China, of Please. course, you know, China has a bunch of shit that's wrong with it. But having, you know, centralized health care for everyone, universal health care, having the ability to nationalize companies and make these decisions and have collectively decided to make, do these things, allow them to get through it faster. And we do not have the unification here. We're not doing the things that we should be doing. You know, you have fucking companies talking about we need $400 million or $400 billion bailouts when that money should be going to actual people. Insane. Because believe it or not, as much as these people, you know, up in the high chairs like to believe that the economy is run by them doing high finance trading. No, it's it's because of the average person is to go into their job and actually contributing to society. That's what makes the company go. Because when, mm-hmm. look, everybody's sitting at home now, right? Look at the fucking economy. It's bad. 
everybody's yeah. sitting home. Why do you think that is? Because actual people doing the labor necessary is what gets shit done. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, people, uh, CEOs that keep the companies afloat and X, Y, and Z. But when the people don't work, you're not making money because nobody's buying shit. And so now you're going off of the faith of what, you know, your company is standing for or, you know, the, the future investments that you made. But you have nobody working towards those future investments because they're sitting <laughs> at home. Yeah. So you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot by not giving back to the people. And even if you, you know, don't give a shit about your employees at the very least. You give them that money, you pay them, and then, I don't know, I'm not condoning anything, but do whatever the fuck you got to do. I don't know, something, because if you're going to sit on your ass and do that, then we're getting nowhere. And then people are going to be out of jobs forever, and this shit is going to continue to be worse. Yeah, no, it's it's really a, a scary time, honestly, for the world, like, when you really sit back and, and think about it. Because it's just, you know, everybody's sitting home, things aren't getting done. There's going to be a lot of um, just loss, like. You know, this is just this is just a general period of like, you know, where we really got to sit back. And honestly, you know, and I don't even want to go there. Like, I don't want to even say conspiracy, but, you know, like where income is coming from. When you look at the government, they're just generating trillions of dollars right now. From thin air. From thin air to dump into the economy. Maybes and considerations from, you know, these big banks saying, oh, we need this money. And guess what? He did that to inject the economy. It went up two thousand points and then shot back down. Right oh after, no right less after than two it, hours. It was like, dude, use that money to just eliminate student debt. Because I'm telling you this much: if you, if you, if you eliminated gone. student debt or these dumbass bills that you got us all dealing with, guess what? I would do tomorrow. I would go fucking buy a house. Like that shit. That's what would happen. You stimulate like, the economy. Like, you put more people, more. Uh, <laughs> money in people's pockets by doing that you tax yeah. rich people believe me they got plenty of money they'll be okay out no matter oh, how man. much they like to say that they won't be if jeff bezos woke up and sneezed and 80 billion dollars came out he'd be all right you know like he'd be whatever because that money's going to generate itself at this point so you need to put it in the average american's hands you got to put that money and you know they're trying to push this um universal basic income bill but only talking about maybe 1200 a person that's nothing $1,000 is nothing if somebody's got to pay rent. Oh, yeah, no. But, I mean, yeah, pretty much yeah. this piggyback off of everything, you know, it's just, it, it, like, essentially, you know, it's it's just one of those situations where, you know, we really got to sit back and just think about, you know, they generate this money. You know, this thing could just, like, everything is just, you know, we have so many questions about our society. Like, what what is going on? You know, we need so much information about even the stability of this thing, like, it almost feels like they're politicizing this thing. Like you guys can fix this, but you just are fix choosing it. not to. Almost just fix, like the shit. you know, just fix this thing. Come on, like and, and let's just get back to what we need to, man. So I can step step outside. You know, New York City is crazy. The block is crazy. I was driving around, bro, the other night. Um, go um, to fucking go get some food. Actually, just late night munchies, like I usually have. Thankfully, mm. fast food workers are still available and open. So I was going to go get some food. And, um, you know, I was riding around these streets, man. That shit was empty. This shit is crazy. It really seems like a scene out of the movies. And there were cops on every other corner. Like, I was actually scared. I'm not going to lie. Like, I was scared I was going to get pulled over. As a black man, you know, you're always scared driving on the road. So You never know. Like, you never really know. Like, and I don't even want to go there. That's another thing. But, like, it, it was just so barren. And, like, thankfully, like, I was doing my best to kind of avoid the cops. You know, I don't really have no reason to. But I was just doing my best to avoid the cops. Got around, got to my destination, got home. And, you know, like, it's just so creepy. It's a very, very creepy and and strange situation for New York City. So I just hope, you know, 
everybody's mind is in the right place when it comes to coronavirus, social distancing, you know, yeah. everybody finding ways to just, you know, play their part and just do the right thing. You know, it's a tough time and we got to get through this together. Yeah. So speaking of that, I think that's a perfect transition. So we've been discussing mental health and, you know, just coronavirus in general. So that has led us to be in isolation due to the social distancing, as you guys all know. So because of that, like, I'll ask you the question and we'll just go from there. Um, what are some of the ways, like now that you're home, of course, I know, or people that don't know, you work from home. So like, this isn't mm. too different from like yeah. your normal day to day. But like, yeah, I guess this is as usual. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't want to. Right. And you know, like I, I like being at home. So please, this is this shit ain't yeah. nothing to me. I, I live yeah. in my fucking room at my damn desk. But <laughs> like, what are some of the things since you're? It's this question is still worse for you. So like, what are some of the things that you do to, I guess, you know, break habits of boredom, uh, like establish good habits? Because I feel like it's so easy to be at home. And, you know, begin to get lazy or just do something that eventually just forms into a bad habit. Maybe not the worst thing, but, you know, just something that probably shouldn't do. Um, I mean, well, pretty much to keep busy, um, you know, I've just kind of like started with, you know, first and foremost, finding new ways to create. So, you know, what I've started off doing is just, you know, I'm a big uh, supporter of YouTube. I know everybody knows if you follow me on Twitter, you know, I'm a huge supporter of YouTube. I pretty much post all content. If it's media related, it's YouTube content and um you know finding new ways to create uh learning new techniques whether it's uh videography photography um you know obviously looking up information car related you know keeping up on my hobby doing my work um for my hobbies and you know tr doing my best to try to make sure to turn those things into mm -hmm. professions you know like because th in this time this is a reminder that you know the, the system isn't the savior, you know what I mean? So you really got to yeah. always make sure that you have these these actual skills, whether it's, and you know, I'm not saying like, I, I mean, you know, obviously in our society, photography, you know, camera work, things like that. But I I mentioned vehicles, you know, being able to work yeah. on a car, being a mechanic is a invaluable skill. You know, God forbid if something really happened and it's a thing where, you know, People need to be able to work on cars or, you know, there's not a lot of mechanics. That's an actual job. Like, it's considered an emergency job right now when you think about it. So people are, you know, mechanics are still open. You know, people that are still dealing yeah. with cars are still open. So it's an important job, you know, it's a skill to have. So, yeah, that's one of the things that I've been doing, Um, you know, hanging, you know, in the crib, playing video games. You know, I don't want to be unproductive, yeah. but I've been doing stuff like that. And, you know, just overall, like... uh um, you, you know, studying, trying to also progress my professional career. So, you know, everybody knows that I do IT work. Uh, right now I'm an L3 um, desktop support technician working in Canarsie between a couple of locations. And, you know, a lot of that entail, you know, some server room work, um, you know, customer work, uh, you know, kind of like laid back work. You know, obviously I work from home, just kind of like Justice said. So I'm not really in office too much. But when I am in office, it's really just, you know, staging equipment. It's kind of like an orchestra director. I'm kind of directing a lot of things that go on. That's kind of what my job is. And, you mm -hmm. know, I, I, I have aspirations to transition into the networking side mm -hmm. of um, IT. So, you know, I do a lot of home study, um, you know, playing with home networks, you know, playing with the software that comes with being able to manage your routers, your network, your switches. Uh, you know, a lot of home design, interior designing, 
uh, car work. So, you know, I've, I've just been man, trying to stay, you know, doing like everything. Huh? I do everything. I'm a man. I'm a handyman for a lot of people that don't know. Stay tuned, <laughs> man. If you don't follow me on YouTube, Twin 4K, I hate to tag myself, but you know, one day, <laughs> nah, one, that's one what we're here for. Damn. Yeah, that's what we're here for, you know, to just do this thing. But, you know, if you follow me on Twin 4K, man, one day you might see, man, I might just start throwing my handyman stuff together or, you know, you, t- you take a look at uh, Wifey's on uh, Instagram. You see, man, I'm a chef part-time, man. I was cooking some steak and onions <laughs> last night. I might start a, a, a chef YouTube, you know what I'm saying? Chef so channel. Yo, just trying to, channel. <laughs> trying to stay pr- productive, man. You feel me? Just doing my thing. <laughs> I respect that. Yeah, you know, and like, yeah, damn, that's a lot of shit. Oh, oh man, I, I didn't even mean that. I didn't mean to grease you up like that. <laughs> 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 nah, but I wasn't even gonna say that. Just being like, like you're good, like you're completely set in like finding something else. And I yeah. guess you know what that that shows, like that's really like a desire to to wanna learn more or spend your time doing something that has a skill, like you said, like a tangible skill in the real world. Because you don't mm. know if the system is really gonna help you. So you know, even cooking is not necessarily going to get to a job later on but it's a valuable obviously it's a valuable oh no that's i actually think that's a valuable skill like it is you know like it it does a lot like even if it's something simple like you throw a barbecue like you know Mm -hmm. you might entice more people to come purely because you're cooking good you know Mm -hmm. people like oh shit yo yo my cousin threw a barbecue yo he threw some oh no we definitely got to pull up on him (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right. And now, boom, now you bring in other people. All of a sudden, now you make that, if you wanted to, make that shit into something, you know, like a paid barbecue. It'd be like $10 to get it. Exactly. Um, so, like, you're totally good with that. And, like, I feel like I, on the contrary, like, I have, like, set routines. And so, like, my way of, like, breaking that form of boredom is more, like, through information. Like, yeah, I play games and like that's that I play a lot of games, but that like specifies a certain amount of time. And I'm not really thinking as I'm playing it or I'm like focused on the now as -hmm. opposed to once I stop, then everything else comes back. And then I'm thinking about, oh, shit, I got work. I got a bunch of other shit to do. Or I'm just thinking about, you know, when I'm playing the game, I'm not thinking about that. So now if I decide to stop playing it now, I have to, to figure out what to do with my time, because, of course, that gets boring after a while. So I feel like for me, it's more of like. I'll, I'll use information like I'll decide to research something or learn about something through words or a video as opposed to maybe like the practical setting just to kind of like bookmark it and say, OK, if I have more time or if I ever decide to get these things, I know how to do it. So like I, I guess I, I try to like plan for the future in a way. So I take that time to like plan for the future if I get bored or at least now. And like now that I'm home more like I'm trying to establish good habits because that was the first thing I was like, I know myself like I know like. If I don't actually put a limiter, like I'm, I'm just gonna be really fucking lazy. And I know, like I, I, I have the capacity now not to be that way. But it was like so close, where I'm like, I really could easily slip into that. So like mm-hmm. for me, I try to do that. I try to just, you know, every now and then do like 20 pushups, just out of nowhere, not necessarily like extreme workout, but just mm-hmm. something to like kind of just do enough. Where I'm like, okay, oh, that's yeah. something I have to to think about and make sure I want to continue doing like all the time from here on out. Oh no, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much the same way. Like, yeah, you you definitely want to do that because, like, you know, the same way that I have all these hobbies. Trust me, and you know, I guess for me, like you said, it is a little different because it is so random. Like, I literally, you know, I can tell you routine. So, you know, I could wake up one day and you know, first thing I do, I might, you know, like go play some video games or something, and then get up from go play the video games, and you know, the next thing you know, though, I'm outside under my car, I'm working on something. And then, you know, I come back inside and, you know, then after that, you know, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say I, I might open a book and, you know, study. That might be the next day or something. But that night, yeah. like, 
to me, like I might not do nothing for the rest of the day, you know, whether it's like just eat and chill for the rest of the day. Yeah. You know, like I don't know if I see that as my idea as product productivity. But, you know, I guess, but that's a whole nother point of just being sometimes too hard on yourself. Like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you achieved a lot today. Like, if I was under the car and I installed X, Y, and Z, or you know, I was able to do X, Y, and Z, and then I, you know, did what I needed to, you know, yeah, relaxing, playing my video game, but I did what I did, you know, needed to do there, then I did what I needed to do for the day. Like, it's not, yeah. you know, necessarily like where you need too, to cram right? your day with mad tasks. You know what I'm because saying? Because like, I feel like a lot of people, like, they're going to, go through this and just you know feel like i feel like unfortunately like the way our society works and by that i mean capitalism and how Uh it's driven to work us until we die (laughs) um it feels like every time we're not working we're being unproductive and i fucking hate that there's so many ways you can be productive and i feel like we have to all be uh less hard on ourselves like i know so many people they come home and they're just like oh i'm not doing anything like that's perfectly fucking fine like it's a viable it's fine it's a viable way to spend your time if you wanted to sit there and watch a movie like you've earned that right Mm. like (laughs) i told myself that like early on like listen Mm. i went to work for eight hours i work 40 hours a week like if i want to come home and just sit and play video games and instead of doing something else like uh, of course there's certain responsibilities you have to do but outside of those, like, if I just want to sit and do X, Y, and Z, like, I've earned that right, necessarily. I've done my, quote-unquote, productive shit for society by going to work and exactly. making income. So, like, we all got to be less hard on ourselves when if you wanted to sit home and, oh, I feel bad, I'm binging. Like, it's all right. Like, you know, if you have the the, the self-awareness to say, like, oh, this is bad that I'm binging. Like, it's you at least have the self-awareness to know, like, if it does become a problem, then you could be like, all right, I'll stop. Mm-hmm. But don't feel bad because you're doing it because you're off of work now or you're working from home. And so you decide, like, all right, well, I'm just going to sit around, really. Like, it's fine, you know? Yeah, just that, that, that is a mental. You okay. Actually, you yeah. know, that's another hit on a mental note. Like, you know, like you, you, it's just the pressure of the world that just makes you think, like, hey, I got to be doing something because I'm home right now. You know, it's not like... And, and it's crazy. It'd it be even for the people that are making good money. Like, I'll, I'll be honest, like... Yeah. You know, you could make, you could be well comfortable. Like you're comfortable, you vacation enough that you're comfortable here. You know, you don't need to go on more vacations. Obviously, if you want to, then you work harder. And you know, the time that you, we're delegating right now to leisure, then you mm-hmm. turn into work hours. But you know, if you're comfortable with it, then you need to just mentally accept that. Hey, I'm comfortable where I'm at. You know what I mean? I don't need to have yeah. this pressure to to be a millionaire. That might not be for everybody. I'll be honest with you. It's just it's, it's really realistically not. Listen, it's all like, good. Don't yeah, even like, stress it. And yeah, like, you don't need to stress that. Like, like, you know what I mean? I'll be honest. Like, I, I think I want to shoot for it. Why not? Like, it's just something to just do, to try. But if I don't achieve it, trust me, I'm not going to go put a gun to my head and pull the trigger. Like, that's just yeah. not going to happen <laughs> because I, I wasn't able to become famous like what I see on Instagram. Right. No, like, to me, all I need is a certain number of vacations a year. All my bills paid off one day, and you know, my my hookah and my drinks, and that's it. I'll be all right. I'll be I'll be entirely be fine. Good. Like yeah, that's it. So I, and so like because of that, I feel like you know like being in this isolation that we're going through. Like you just gotta be able to be. It's really gonna teach you to be okay with just yourself. You know, yeah. like, and I really feel like this is the perfect time for people to pick up hobbies. You know? Yeah. Like oh, you no, gotta, you gotta find something to occupy your time and so like there's tons of things that you really 
as far as I'm concerned, you can't really make an excuse say, well, I don't have the time. Yeah, you, now you got the time. No, you're working you from home. Do. You got all the time. And let's be honest, everybody time. working from home, you're not working from home every single moment. Exactly. Yeah, you you're not every single time. moment. You ain't got to lie. I'm not you saying don't get your coin, time. king or queen. Do what you do. Mm-hmm. But you ain't working all of that time. So you spend that time, do some other shit with that do time. Do some other shit with If you want to learn something, then you got that time to learn it, you know? Exactly. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, that's that's 100. And, you know, like, even me, I, I got to make sure to make the most of this time. Like, I have so much, you know, like, a lot of the times, like, even me, like, I, you know, like I told you pretty much, I still have to visit the office once in a while, visit the locations yeah. once in a while, just to make sure things are all right. You know, you're kind of like the site manager in a sense. If you're an IT okay. for the entire building, you still got to show up. So yeah. I, when I show up, and I, you know, I'm making sure everything is cool with everybody. Um, you know, it's just really one of those moments where like, you know, now that I have this time and I'm home... Yo, Tenny, if you got any ideas that you want to do car-related, get them done. Because, you know, you really have that time to be home. It's really vacant on these streets. Like, you yeah. know, I've, I've been getting into the knack of, like, whether it's daytime or nighttime. Like, I was at 11 a.m. watching a Times Square live, live stream, seeing what it looks like in Times Square. Barron on YouTube. If anybody's Baron. not doing that right now, and That's you really want to see the effects of coronavirus in New York City worldwide, statewide, citywide, go on YouTube, just type in Times Square Live. And you'll be able to see a live video recording of what it, what's going on in Times Square, like ASAP, like not at any time of the day, any time of the day, not like a specific time. Yeah. So it's any time. So if you and go so, ahead and do that, you know, I've been going ahead and watching it at random times of the day. I go ahead and look at midnight, same thing, and it's empty. And I've been seeing a lot of people, you know, go to Times Square at midnight and getting some phenomenal, whether it's vehicle shots, portrait shots, yeah. doing what they need to while still practic- practicing social distancing. Yeah. Um, so like, and Tenny, you go ahead think and think about... Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. I, I'm just saying, and like, Teddy, you know, go ahead and yeah, knock yeah. out those you, those points. Do that time. Because do that you shit. don't yeah. know. This is a time. You will never get those opportunities again. By the way, you will never see Times Square like is, that again. This is what I'm, uh, this is exactly what I'm about to say. This time mm-hmm. that we all have right now to do whatever, and I feel like if you spend it beneficially, it's going to change you or at least help you so much. It can change the direction of your life and careers, period. Or at the very least, put you in a state of mind to to get you out of that hole. Just enough. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying you're going to come out the other side of this the greatest person ever. But it might be the catalyst if you do, you know, certain things. Because Mm -hmm. we might never get this time ever. This is literally... A once in a lifetime, a lifetime type of yeah. This type it. of occurrence is just sitting so home insane. At work, I mean, we're all <laughs> sitting home for an indefinite period of time. For and the most some of part. us are getting paid, like you know, I, and you're getting I paid to, to sit yeah, at home, but... which is the scenario for yeah. Some people are getting paid to sit home, so the scenario of you getting that is is so rare. And if you do that or spend the time wisely, like that can help with so much. You can catch mm-hmm. up on whatever you want to catch up on. All the things you feel like have been lagging behind. I feel like you, everyone has that time to do it. So I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, for me as a creative, like I said, fuck it. I'm going to do my Facts Fridays joint and drop mm-hmm. songs every Friday because all of a sudden Shout I have the time Friday. to brush it. Salute. <laughs> it was hard. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what I'm dropping next week. I, I got like five, six more tracks lined up. But I know oh, I have man. the time. I don't have the time if I want to add more. Like, you know, mm. there's so much time that, like, you know, I would come home from... And think about that, too. When you go to work and how much it drains you physically going mm. there. Now, being at home, I'm sure even if the work that you do is draining, it's not going to be as draining because I'm sure businesses slow down for the most part. Of course, exactly. the kind of business you have. But because of that, 
that now lessens your stress. So if you're creative, I feel like you're not as stressed in that regard. So you have more energy that you can devote to these things. So mm-hmm. you're given, again, a unique opportunity that if you're creative, you might have more creative juice or at least the energy to try something. And you have the time that you might not have had to spend doing it. So I, I, I don't know. I feel like, you know, the isolation, if you, you, it, it really matters about your mental health. And, you know, if you, let's say if you start your time improving your mental health and then you spend the rest of that time doing whatever you want to do, that could help. But I feel like at the very least, you should improve something during this time, do something to improve yourself, whether no, it's a yeah. physical skill, a mental skill, emotional skill, something. No, a hundred percent agreement, you know, like, and even me, myself, I, I got to like truly push myself, you know, like whether it's just photography, you know, videography, go outside, try something new to any, like, you know, the weather's been shit. Like today it was raining all day, but if it's, you know, a nice day outside, like Cheyenne, actually, she, she just got a whole new set of brakes for her car. So I'm going to be under the car. I'm actually thinking about shoot. I might shoot a little video, you know, Hey, this is 2011 E92 complete brake change, uh, start to finish, throw it on YouTube, you know? different ways to just create content, you know, practice my videography skills, practice my camera, you know, practice my skills as a mechanic. And honestly, mechanic is a great way to like being a mechanic is a great way to work out. I find myself so physically sore the next day after being under the car because some of the amount of torque and pressure you have to apply to those bolts is just, it's insane. Like, so like, you know, I'm just going to really take advantage of this time you know, and, you know, even me and wifey, we spend time together, like learn wifey even more. Like, and just like you said, I, I know you did the facts Friday, like Ruthie, she's a, a creative in my eyes. I saw the video she posted. She yeah. wasn't doing one in a long time. And I remember when she, she said she wanted to do that. So yep. to see her have the time to do that and you guys together and you was in the video, that, yeah. that shit is fire to me. You know what I'm saying? And y'all killed that, by the way. Like, you, you know, Nikki. seeing y'all do things like, that. well, yeah, you know, I know you, so shout out Ruthie because she's going to be the master Again, behind yeah. that. You know, it's but just right that, that time that you could spend doing things uh-huh. that you have wanted to do, you know, like, again, it's it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. So you really should not waste the shit. Don't waste. Yeah, the please. Shit. Please don't be home complaining, talking about, you know, and, and, and even for the the people, unfortunately, that are suffering through this, because even me in my ways, I'll be honest, I'm suffering through this. This is not easy for anybody. I don't think anybody yeah. right now is winning in in what we're going through. But you need to find that silver lining. You know what I mean? You need to. Like, so whatever time you can do, like, this needs to be the time where you find, hey, all right, this is what I need to be on. Like, just because of, like, this situation, this shows me what I was doing. I can't allow this to be the only way. Like, I need to better my situation. I need to become a better person individually. And, you know, hopefully when in becoming this better person. I need to make sure that this can also financially support me. If it's possible, I don't want to put anybody any pressure on anybody because we talk about, yeah. you know, I was just speaking about um, the the pressure that come from um, uh, the mental pressure that can come from, you know, the, the shit that's going on in the world and what you see everybody else doing. You know, everybody's doing the social media challenges and they're showing what they're doing in the coronavirus time. You need to find what you can do. And, and what's creative to you, what can benefit you in, in any which way. And, you know, just make that shit work for you. And, and that's what I'm definitely doing. Yeah, because if not, you know, of course, not everybody's afforded that opportunity. You know, salute all the healthcare workers in the system, mm-hmm. like putting their fucking oh, man. Shout out the lives on the line. Man. 
you know, spending time line. away from their families. Because Y'all are the soldiers know. right now. In yeah. The, in this, in this age, you guys are the soldiers right now. This shit is incredible right now. And, like, you know, those people, um, people who work in essential businesses still open, you know, exposing yourself mm-hmm. because, you know, your job might yes. have, not have given you that opportunity to stay home. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, you know, we, we salute them. And if you can, try to help people out. I feel like, a, yeah, you know, if you improve yourself and have a little empathy, this time could really be, you know, not necessarily it could be life-changing for you because you could learn to see how we're all you know the community is and how like if you help somebody out that shit might go a long way Mm -hmm. i'm not necessarily saying you know you have to help somebody monetarily just you know if you see somebody struggling or some shit you know help them out if you see like somebody old with a bunch of um uh, groceries trying to go up the stairs help them out of course you know i hope mm-hmm. you got gloves on and stuff like that don't be transmitting yeah, to people but you know help them out if you can you know if you show a little empathy and just work to be a better person through this time i feel like that could be the silver lining of course it doesn't mean that you have to or you know that you are going to ignore the severity of the situation but you could only think about that for so fucking long before it's taxing to you whether you realize it or not constantly thinking about the situation and believe me take it from somebody that you know on i have a lot of methods that exacerbate my anxiety and depression because of what i'm doing and that's one of them overthinking or thinking about the situation like this situation is is really bad of course it is and it's so bad like it's hard for me to think about anything else because it just feels disingenuous to be like i'm forgetting about all these people suffering from this shit but you have to for your own sake and even for the sake if you wanted to help those people you have to take a step back and at the very least give yourself some distance and that's not to say to ignore them but just think about something else doesn't say that you're forgetting about their suffering it just means you have to put your mind on something else because if not you're just gonna you're gonna drain yourself and you're gonna be completely done throughout yeah no no that's 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 my final notes on all of this no yeah (laughs) you you hit the t on the head man (laughs) no you really you really hit the t on the head man like that's just kind of you know what I'm on, man. And I honestly, man, I'm sitting back, man. I'm, I'm honestly, I got this cup, man, poured up, the vino, <laughs> chilling, man. It's just, you know. Yo, is that the shit that you brought over? The, uh, the, the it, oh, yeah, the last time. Yeah, the, hey, yeah, yeah, the last time. Yeah, the Cabernet. Yeah, fuck with this. The That's reserve. Yeah. Oh, uh, man, I, I rock with this, man. I'm feeling nice. You know, just vibing, man, with not only my brother, man, the <laughs> audience, you know. And, you know, this is just what it is, man. We getting through yeah. this together. We just got to take the right. got to take the silver lining through it. And, you know, uh, and again, so my final, final point is to really say, like, even if, you know, you're doing this time and you can only help people so much, definitely don't forget, like, this is the time, like, people are feeling isolated, alone, this, that, and that. Hit up your peoples. Anybody mm. that you fuck, love or fuck with, hit up your peoples. Just let them know, like, yo, how you doing throughout all this? Like, I've had people hit me up. And we don't necessarily talk all the time, but like I, that's our, that's our relationship. You know, like mm-hmm. I hit people up throughout, you know, s- difficult situations and just always be like, how you doing? You know, because I, it, it helps me get through it knowing like somebody else is good. So mm-hmm. like even when I, and so that person or a few people have reciprocated that to me and been like, yo, how you, how you guys doing throughout all this? And so I, I love when that happens to me. So I like doing it to people, just checking in on them. I just, I'm a big advocate on just checking in on your peoples anyways, but definitely through this time. If you're not somebody that does that, definitely take this time to definitely check on your peoples. Just anybody that you fuck with or you care about, that you love, just, it could be something real simple. Just, Hey, just thinking about you. Boom. And believe it or not that, you know, that could help. That's another way this whole shit mm. would be life-changing. No, establish yeah. connections and further strengthen those connections. And, you know, just take the good with the bad because 
that's what the fuck life is and you that's know, what it is this, this could this could be a really low point for a lot of people and it will be a low point for a lot of people but it it can help if you know you're doing your part and you know you're trying to take the good and bad and just help other people too yeah no i mean i'm i'm in a hundred percent like just agreement there like you know and i you know i don't i don't like typically get transparent but it's just you know like even me when i look at my situation you know like me as a person like i'm just I naturally don't reach out to people and it's not because like I have any grudges or anything or I have any reservations about reaching out to people. I'm just not the dude. Like you know, my not, phone yeah. sits in the corner. Like I, I literally will drop my phone in my bedroom and I'll be in my office seven hours. And then one day, one minute, one minute I'll look for my phone and I'll realize it's not there. Oh, let me go check my phone. I'll see that, you know, people have been reaching out to me. This has been going on in the world, you know, X, Y, and Z whole bunch of bullshit. You know, and yeah. I know that that can take a toll on, you know, my personal relationships, you know, whether it's family, you know, like my family, they tend to hate my my ability to communicate. And I know that yeah. plays a role on, you know, you know, not only my relationships with them, but, you know, that could affect my relationship with my friends. You know, like I know for you, or for, um, for instance, you just said it yourself. You understand like, hey, you know, I might have this relationship with this person where, you know, hey, we just don't reach out to each other. But when we see each other, that's just love. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, when we yeah. Or when we do reach out to each other, it is love. Like you can tell the 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 genuineness is there. Like they're not sitting here reaching out to me because it's like a chore or something like they actually thought about me in this moment and they genuinely thought to reach out to me or we're genuinely having this conversation. It's an organic occurrence. That's what I personally prefer. I prefer those things. And that's just you know, naturally who I am. And, you know, even me, myself, I know myself that personally in this moment in time, we all need to do better. Reach out to those that you care about, those that you love, because you might not have a chance, man. It's it's easy to get a pathogen, man. These viral bacteria bullshit that's going this shit, on. The virality rate is so fucking high. So it's crazy, man. It, not to get, yeah. and you know, I know we're not trying to get too grim, but I completely yeah. understand what you're saying. Like, you never know. This shit is, is crazy. You're hearing crazy cases. So when it comes to this, not to enforce the severity or fear monger or anything like that, but just, mm. it's still, just take that time, just reach out to people because you really don't know. And yeah. the sad part is, with this, if you do know and something happens, you can't have those necessary quote unquote last moments mm-hmm. with that person because exactly. of this whole quarantine shit. So you definitely, 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 definitely really want to just, just to reach out to people. And if they yeah. don't reach out to you back, hey, look, you did what you could. It is what it is. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Is. Yeah. Like, you know, at, the, at that point, you know, you, you tried your best, like, you know, and I guess like at, at my point, I just want to end saying, you know, me, myself, I know myself, all the people that are listening and, and my family that's listening, it even shocked me. A lot of my family listened to the podcast last episode. You know, if I'm not reaching out, trust me, it's not a grim, there's no grudge. There's nothing, there's nothing there. Trust me, I need to do my best to make sure that I am reaching out and I'm going to do my best, especially during this time, because, you know, the, you, you know, life is too short. Time is, is, is never enough. There's not enough infinite time or yeah. excess time to, to get back. So, you know, I'm definitely doing my best. And, you know, for everybody else that's going through this, you know, y'all do your best to just reach out to those that you love, man. And, you know, if I'm thinking about you or you thinking about me, X, Y, Z, you know, and, and those that you, those that you love. Yo, just reach out. I'm, I'm telling you, it takes a moment. Just get it off your, your chest, and that's it. All right. So with that in mind, 
We'd like to thank y'all for tuning in for the second episode. We have two. Yes, um, sir. Oh, we out here just yeah, doing man, the thing. Yo, we out here just doing this we thing. Was joking, you know what I'm saying? Coronavirus. You can't, can't stop the podcast. Let's go. Listen, what we used think, to record man? the channel on the Thursday. I right? we we changing the game. We doing what we gotta do. We make the adjustments. Still coming yo, out on man. Tuesday. Yo, we making this the, yo, the third quarter to the fourth quarter adjustments, son. Adjustments. We seen the zone wasn't working, so we had to go, man. And we had to make the switches. Mm. We saw the PNR. We see Braun trying to get the, the proper switch on his PNR. And we said, nah, stick with your mans. Don't yeah. let him switch because you see it's coming. You see, he's trying to get that AD pick and roll on the weak man. Yep. Like, yo, it's on the weak, on the weak side weak of the. He want to isolate Lou Will. Yeah, he's trying to isolate Lou, like, and, and get Montrez on the pick and roll. Like, come on, son. Yo. Come on. Like, stop yo, it, man. Yo, yo AD, it. yo, yo. Man, come on, son. Stop it. <laughs> AD was ready, and he, he was, went for the live because yeah. Montrez open now. So now what's up? <laughs> they was trying to do it to us, but we had to just really come back with the fire. Touch the City Podcast, episode two, son. You already know. You already know we out. It's all love. Y'all stay up, and we'll catch y'all on the next one.